Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to... Not Without My Sister, in which I, Beatrice McCabe, um, not without my sidekick, Rosemary McCabe. Your sidekick? <laughs> Does that make you Batman and me Robin? You can be um, Alicia Silverstone, Batgirl. Is she Batgirl? Oh my God, I thought you meant in Clueless, and I was like, she wasn't the sidekick, she was the protagonist. Oh you God. can be Dion. Tell me this, have you watched the new series of Firefly Lane? What? How is that a segue? I'm getting to it. Is, I didn't know it was out. Is that the one with Catherine Heigl, whose teeth yes. used to be so wonderful? I'm so excited. She's literally looking delighted now that there's a new season. Yeah, I am new delighted. Season. And I was just about to say, I'm Tully, because I'm the journalist, and you can be her sidekick, Kate, who's incredibly annoying in season two, I think. Oh. Can I not be the weird hunk who's like, ver- he's variously attractive slash overmade up? Johnny the Australian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's really annoying. And his wig, his his, his, yeah. his wig and all the flashbacks has really given me the ick. It's not, I hate that expression. Would you stop? God's sakes, you're so annoying today oh already. Sidekicks, or th- the ick in sidekick. Do you get that? Speaking That's of you. wigs, speaking of wigs, Brandon said to the boys this morning, hey guys, you know, do you want to go and get your hair cut? And our eldest, who's nearly 10, says, no, uh, I want to grow my hair. And Brandon said, oh, really? And he goes, yeah. And Brandon said, you know, oh, like since when or whatever. And he said, I want to see how people treat me with long hair. That is a very profound statement for what age? What age? Almost 10. Are they both getting their hair cut? No, just the other one now. So, Rosemary, that can be your catchphrase, like in TV shows, when they be like, I'm the sidekick who says ick. Did you like that? You didn't really react to that. No, I didn't like that at all. And my catchphrase would actually be, I'm no sidekick. Ick. I'm no one's sidekick. You're saying that in a really weird, like you're doing speech and drama sidekick. That's why I wasn't the star in DYT and W Theatre. Potentially because I remember distinctly one time running lines with my cousin Roseanne. Running lines, that's what we say in in theatre. And I was about eight, I remember, and she was must have been 11 or 12. And she turns around to me with such disdain and goes, oh, you are trying so hard. Drama is about reality. And let me tell you, we were fucking doing King Lear as well. So like there wasn't a lot of reality there. How right she was, Roseanne. Oh, you were such a bitch. I thought you were going to say like, what a bitch. No, she is right though. I I always think about that. Um, I read something about how if you want to cry realistically, you need to try not to cry, which is what you do in real life when you're crying. Do you know what I mean? You're no. always trying to stop crying. 
No, I'll tell you what happened. Yesterday morning, Don turns around to me and he goes, what's wrong? I was sitting beside him. We woke up, I was sitting beside him. We were drinking our tea, right? Having an actual nice, relaxing morning. If you could see Beatrice's hands now, she looks like she was sitting beside Don doing her best meerkat impression. Sitting beside look, him. Honestly, I got a fright this morning. I'm not feeling my most attractive. I got a fright. I logged on to this Zencaster thing to record with you. And honest to God, thought I saw dad in my, in my own face. I got such well, a fright. I'd be glad like, to know I'm not recording the video. This is not what I need to see before Christmas. I am glad to know. Look at me. I'm absolutely wrecked after this weekend of hell. Hellacious child behavior. Anyway, oh, I lost my train of thought. It was it? crying. You woke up. You're sitting oh, yeah. next to Don. You're about to sitting start crying. Sitting next to Don. I, I, I can no. imagine. No, no, no. Sitting next to Don. We're having a lovely chat about what we're going to do. We're going to go to Norman Rockwell exhibition this weekend. I said, well, Rosemary can't come. She's, she, her, she's like in a sick house. Didn't know that your children were traipsing merrily around the world. Don goes, oh, blah, blah. Because oh, why are you crying? And I said, I'm not crying. And I really wasn't. I was in a great mood. And then he turned, he just turned his head and I burst into tears. Like what? The minute somebody mentions crying, I start crying. So I'd actually I knew be a you great actor. crying in this story. You're like, no, no, I didn't actually. Actually, if you did. Oh yeah, I did. cry within seconds. No, but the point is, I don't need to not think about crying. Like I just, somebody just needs to utter the word cry. And my cry glands immediately spring into action they're like i could do that i think they're called tear glands well those things poor you i think they're called tear ducts actually get your ducts in a row <laughs> poor me is right i was in a great mood and suddenly i was in a fouler thing because i was crying oh i actually hate when you cry first thing in the morning ruins the oh. day That's but also it, i was like i was like why am i crying i was like i'm in a fucking good mood well you definitely sound like you're in a good mood <laughs> I'm in a fucking good mood. I started crying this morning when I was changing the baby's nappy and I realised he'd done another poo and I was just like, I can't cope with this. You started crying? Yeah. <laughs> and then I called Brandon up to help me. I was literally like, you have to come up. And then, and then Brandon came up because the baby's got so wriggly. So Brandon came up to hold the baby and like did a terrible job and the baby put his foot right in his poo and then we had to give him a bath and then I was crying again. <laughs> Were you really crying? Yeah, I was like, I don't want to give him a bath. I just don't want, I don't want Where's this life. Brandon and all of this? He's the one who didn't do a good job holding down the wriggler. I know he did a terrible job. Well, he actually went in then and ran the bath while I was like sniffling and gathering up the changing pad covers and stuff. Yeah, that's the easy part, Rosemary. I would happily run the bath if somebody else would like Oh, would you? Oh no, no, I, I hate running. I love having a bath run for me. I hate running a bath. It's not about you. This is about you putting the poo baby in the bath. I don't want to clean the oh, poo sorry, baby. The baby I... had already been wiped off by then. Oh, you said you gave him a bath. We did give him a bath, but just because I felt like poo got flicked on him. Even like I felt there was poo somewhere I couldn't see. You oh, know what I mean? Gosh. You're just not, fo you're not following me. I am following you. I'm always following in your, in your giant footsteps now. Like, we a, good about... like, a, like a good sidekick. Oh. <laughs> We're going to talk about organized fun. You look like you're organizing some fun right now. What are you writing down? Do not sketch me. I'm not in the mood. I'm not. <laughs> I'm writing down the notes from the episode. I'm so far. I found four pens that don't work. So I've gotten as far as the F in Firefly. <laughs> so that one also doesn't work. I need another pen. Here's one. Let's see. 
organized fun. Yeah, we were going, well, you wanted to talk about holiday parties. And I was like, you know what? So many people just hate holiday parties. And like, I didn't say holiday, I, actually, I said Christmas because I'm Irish. Go on. Oh, well, holiday, well, fine. Christmas parties. Mm. But like even, and I was saying, what about just all that organized fun in workplaces? It's it's a very, it's a big bone of contention where people really don't, don't want to show up and be forced to do things. Now, I find that once you show up like anything in life, it's great fun. But the actual being told you're going to turn up at a, yeah. next hour and have fun is just the worst. You're right. You know what, though? I would say this extends. It's not just workplace. I feel like organized fun. You know, when you go on like, well, actually, you escaped before you had to endure these. But like hen weekends or like my friends are always going, why don't we go? Well, like not anymore that I don't live there. But when I was at home, going like, like, why don't we go on a girls weekend away? I was always just like, oh, no, because then I just feel like there's so much pressure to have like the funnest, best weekend. But didn't Maybe you always have I'm so fun? moody. I only went on one and then I refused to go on any ever again. Did you not have? Listen, I just like to also I'd like to just make a note. And I know this is really painful, right? Because like the way I'm always giving out to you about correcting people's spelling. But I just want to put an, a, a call out there, a plea for people to stop saying bowl of contention because who it is says that <laughs> lots of people and it is bone your eyes are in your face lots of people say bowl, bowl of contention bowl bowl like a bowl like a cereal bowl no 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 i know I, I know what you're saying i'm just like i'm baffled but aren't they called are, are they called mal malappropriate or misappropriate when people say my friend Kirsty did a whole thing about them on instagram one day i'm trying to find because i sent her one the other day where she was basically like talking about stuff like that, like when people say things completely wrong, bowl of contention being one of them. Where's, I sent her one the other day, hang on. Uh, well, except, you know, the word ap apropos has actually turned into, has actually become usable in a sense that it never was before. Like apropos, it's very apropos, meaning very appropriate. Yes, I thought it, it was apropos of... Yeah. Yes, but people say things like, that's very apropos. And I was always raging going, that's not how you use it. But now it is, it has, because so many people used it incorrectly, so to speak, it has become acceptable. Can I also say one that drives me absolutely mad is when people use the word aesthetic, like that's very aesthetic. I've never that heard means that. Not, oh my God, have you, have you not? People going like, oh, I love a good aesthetic Instagram feed. I like my Instagram pictures to be aesthetic. I've, I obviously follow a lot of YouTubers, but I saw one the other day going like, just in case you thought that fat girls can't have aesthetic swimming pool pictures or something or like swim. And I was just like, that's not what that means. Well, is it not? Aesthetically pleasing is the term they're well, looking you for. Could say, you could say a good aesthetic. Yes, but you can't say aesthetic as an adjective. That is aesthetic. You, Your cardigan you is aesthetic. I bet you can. Now, I also don't know why you're saying aesthetic instead of aesthetic. That is not the point. I thought that was honestly the point. The pronunciation was more what was driving me mad. I thought you were pretending. Were you? Is that how you speak now that you live in America? <laughs> <laughs> oh God bless! Mom's calling us first. She's trying to save us from each other. She's trying to. She's trying to get us to join a group video call. Well, sorry, we can't, Mom. We're busy hate, fighting with each other. Speaking of organized fun, I hate a group call. I actually even hate a group group texts except for with the fam is fine but like I left our like the the girls group 
group WhatsApp one day in high dudgeon because I was just like, I don't want to be in this group anymore. It's stressing me out. But now I'm really annoyed because I, I miss out on everything. Why don't you get invited again? You sound like great crack. Oh, I can't get invited again. It's embarrassing. What you sound like? Well, I mean, now that you're in Ireland, you'd be like, I'm really lonely. Can you add me back? But then I guarantee you'd be in a week. You'd be like, they're leaving this. They're having a wreck in my head. <laughs> it's anyway, more, no, I'm absolutely terrible crack and I hate tr- people trying to force me to be good crack. It's the I hate relentless. the word crack. It's Jesus Christ. You literally said to me we had to have a positive episode and we couldn't be saying anything negative and now you are yeah, being negative. Uh, the Nelly. subtext was we have to have a positive episode because I'm in such a thunderous bad mood. Oh, are so you? I told you I cried twice this morning. Of course I am. Oh, I thought that was just like just random tears, rando like no, par- parental tears. I'm on, the, I'm on the verge of an absolute like crying breakdown, Beatrice. Oh, well, let me see if I can tip you over the edge. See, you can. You're very, very close. Very close. Anyway, go back to your organized fun. Go on. You know what I was actually, sorry, I was actually just thinking about. What? Fuck's sake, mom keeps trying to FaceTime. He keeps popping up on my computer. Okay, I'm going to text her and go, fuck off. We're busy. Okay, do it. Do it. Wait, wait, wait. I want to go back and talk about the group text because I feel, because I actually have a full-time job where I work really long hours, I always feel so incredibly left out when I come back to 24 missed texts between you and mom and dad. What are, what are your, why are you looking so annoyed? So, so I texted her and said, mom, we are recording the pod. Leave us alone. She started FaceTiming me. Desperate. <laughs> Desperate. Although lonely. there are some benefits now to group texts. I just gotten a text from our cousins, from our cousin, Roseanne, a crochet set from <laughs> Aldi, crochet your own Mickey. <laughs> Amazing. I was just telling some Americans the other day about how much you laughed when you were told to tap your Mickey at Disney. Oh my God, tap your Mickey on the... Oh my God, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. And you know, when we talk about it at work all the time because we work with Disney and we do Disney patterns in Vera Bradley and and there's always like, oh, can you see the Mickey? Can you see the Mickey well enough? You got to see the Mickey from 10 paces. Like there are all these rules around like how, how visible Mickey has how to be in the pattern. How much you can see the Mickey? Yeah, I mean, oh I'm telling gosh. you. Like it's not, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, an analogy or a, a slang that, that travels. It's very Irish. And actually in that context, you're better off not sharing it. That seems wrong. Don't imagine that in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. Too late. Yeah. Well, I'll try not to anymore. Okay. So anyway, so, but do you think though that there's like, would you prefer if you were at work, would you prefer there to be no fun, organized fun? optional fun like the thing is people like as long as it's within the work hours I think the thing the problem comes from there was just a court case I think in um was it in France where a guy got let go and he won the case he got let go for basically not being social enough and not participating enough in activities and he was like they're all out of work hours hours. Yeah. yeah yeah and he won his case they called they said what was the term let me look it up go on he'd probably lose it in America that's that's France for you they're very, they're very worker focused. No, I was just going to say, well, I, I was initially going to say that the type of fun I'd like at work is like, nobody told me it was coming. So I didn't have to stress out about it in advance. I don't have to wear anything specific. And so basically like surprise fun, but then I hate surprises. So I actually just don't want any fun ever anywhere, especially not in the workplace. But I actually remember one job I had, there was mandatory dress up for Halloween. And I mean, I hate dressing up at the best of times. And we did Alice in Wonderland. And I just was like, oh, and like some one of the girls went as the Mad Hatter and she was 
like genuinely her costume was astounding I decided I'd just go as a card that's probably good I had to go as Ursula one time we did a full on we have a golden pumpkin oh, the sea in the witch. office that was good that was good it was not good I bought online from Amazon an excellent looking at what looked excellent this was a you know a la looks like one thing IRL is another and it was like it arrived as a tiny velvet bandeau top skin tight mini skirt and like in the thing it looked like it was long it had tendrils full body coverage etc tentacles yeah those things and then I had to paint my face purple and then this year I said why did it not occur to me to get one of those latex Ursula masks that would have been so much better I don't think I've ever seen a latex Ursula mask I think was his name what's his name Corden, what's his face? I think James he had Gordon. One. Oh, I hate yeah. him. Well, I don't oh. know if I hate him, but I think it was him. Listen, here's the article. Mana was fired by a Paris-based consulting firm for failing to be fun and participate in work events that involved excessive alcoholism and promiscuity was wrongfully dismissed. The terminated worker was fired in 2015 for what his employer called professional incompetence after he refused to participate in social activities with his colleagues. Did he work? Weekend- was he at Chippendale? No. No, because then I could feel like maybe they had a point. Seminars and weekend excursions. Weekend excursions. Oh, Oh my God. Listen to this. The employee claimed colleagues engaged in humiliating and intrusive acts such as mock sexual acts. What the hell? And that he was once forced to share a bed with a colleague during a retreat. The, the mock sexual acts are probably those stupid things. I've I've done one on a booze cruise when I was younger and more fun where you have to pop a balloon between your two bodies. So you have to put the balloon like at, at your crotches and try and pop it. Oh my God, you and I should try that Whoa. for the Instagram. You know what? I feel like I saw one of those once in the workplace and I remember being asked down people had, no, I think, I think people had to pass a balloon from neck to neck. Ooh. Like absolute nightmare. Oh, that's very interesting that kind of stuff now is too much i mean and also like your weekends are your own in theory unless you're working (laughs) yeah yeah i know what you mean but like i don't know it's just any of these things where it's like okay you know what hen weekends are very similar where it's like okay between the hours of x and y we're gonna do like painting class or whatever and then between seven and nine we're gonna have cocktail hour and you know that it's like we're gonna have loads of fun and then we're gonna go and have loads of fun here and then we're gonna go and have loads of fun there and you're like what if I'm just not feeling very fun on Saturday? Which happens to me a lot. But you love planning things. I'm surprised by this now. Like, well, I, can I like understand planning why things, I would, but I don't like going. I Oh, I could understand why I would hate this idea of like knowing. I, I'd be better off to be told like, we're going on a hen weekend. You'll be constantly surprised by the events taking place. I'd be like, yes. Right? No, you, you wouldn't. Can... No, you wouldn't. You'd be dreading yeah. it. You'd be better off not being told you were going anywhere. And just on Saturday morning, <laughs> me dropping over for a coffee and going, come on, let's go to Target. And then after 20 minutes, you'd be like, where are we going in the car? And I'd be like, oh, I forgot to tell you, we're on our way to a hen in, in a Wolf Creek Lodge. <laughs> and, and I've packed your bag in the boot. Then it'd be okay. But if you knew it was coming, no matter no, like no matter whether you knew what was happening or not, you'd be dreading it. I think I'd be okay. I think I'd be okay if you just mm. told me it was a weekend of surprises and there'd be no kids. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A weekend of surprises. That's actually my worst nightmare, a weekend of surprises. I, I, okay, a weekend of fun surprises with no ritual humiliation. With no ritual humiliation involved. I'd love that. I'd love it. I'd love to be taught. I'd love to be taken painting, drinking, chatting, no kids. I'd love it in a hotel. Sounds like heaven. Oh, I, you know, I would love to just go to a hotel right now on my own. No painting, no drinking, no chatting. Just me, the bed, room service. Maybe a massage. No talking. The, the best company. Your own. I know. Right. That'd well, amazing. on the flip side, however... There is something to be said for these work activities within work hours, right? Within reason, where you do get to like see a different side of people that you work with and just be relaxed. Now, like low key, do you know what I mean? Low, low expectation. I don't think I, don't think I have ever had, I've ever worked anywhere where we've had like a work event within work hours. Oh. Firstly, and then secondly... I mean, I haven't, to be fair, I haven't really worked in that many places, but I'm trying to think like at Stellar, we had like a Christmas night out where we went for dinner and then went to this, oh, this pub and I left my favorite umbrella under the seat and I never got it back. (laughs) It was amazing. It was a black umbrella with a studded handle. Everyone, you know who used to love that umbrella? Hairdressers. Every time I went to the hairdresser, they all, oh my God, they swooned over that umbrella. I left it under the seat in Buck Whaley's on Leeson Street and I never got it back and let me tell you Beatrice I called them every day for about two weeks about that umbrella. they must have been like did. who is this absolute loser oh my god and we did karaoke and I sang Madonna like a virgin which also was not work appropriate if you think about it god I love karaoke actually but but I think karaoke is one of those things that like 
Some people love it and some people hate it and probably not a great work activity unless it is fully voluntary. Yeah, and I think there's always the people at karaoke who are really good at karaoke and want to sing loads of songs and show off how great they are at singing. And I am one of those people. And I just don't think it's that fun for everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) What about karaoke? So what about if you're the manager, though? Do you think that you're obliged to show up and participate in everything? Like, you know, okay. Yes, a a hard yes. I think if you're the manager and you're the one leading the team and leading by example, you absolutely have to show up and you have to sing the karaoke and like pop the balloon between your body and the other man's (gasps) body. If that's on the menu and you absolutely, because you can't expect everyone else to do it when you're not doing it. What if you're an introvert? Like just because you're, you could be a great manager, but you're an introvert. Well, then you don't organize. You get someone else to organize the party. Oh, hang on. This is whether you're organizing or not. Yeah. Because it's your team. I think, uh, well, you know what, actually, I think in this day and age, I think you should try really hard to find something to do that's not going to terrorize anybody. So karaoke is off the menu. Yeah, no karaoke. I'm putting a line through that. What else? Popping balloons between your bodies off the menu. That's definitely off the menu. Any kind of outdoor activity. Uh Uh-uh. Off the menu. Any kind of physical activity, in fact. Oh, what about, what about bowling? Yeah, bowling is okay. Yeah, I suppose bowling. Bowling is a kind of like every body and everybody can bowl. Most I have to tell you, I do personally get like, I do get terror flashbacks to sports, like to PE so do school. I. Yeah. Like yeah. even so just having to put physical... on the shoes. Yeah, even yeah. having to put like, on the shoes. Sorry, a friend of mine works on Facebook and they have like a sports day every summer. I would <gasps> die. How, I would does she have die. to participate? Do you have no, to participate? I think, she or, I think she organizes it, but like just the the very idea and like even the idea of going and not participating and having someone go... Oh, like, are, you know, are you competing in anything and having to go, no, because I'm crap? Jeez, I'd be grand with that as long as I didn't have to compete. No, I'm just going to sit here and, like, keep score. I'd be great with that. Oh, yeah, you yeah, you are good at keeping score, actually. You're good at keeping score on Scrabble. Yeah, any physical activity. Oh. Bowling, bowling might be okay. Oh, you know what? I just want to go for, like, a nice meal in a private room in a restaurant where everything is paid for. But what if there's, like, 40 of you and then you, like, you don't... No, it's not a good, it's it's not a good mingling event. Do you know what I mean? What about going to a nice event where you have maybe a buffet and like you can move around, you know what I mean? Versus like set seats at a dinner because the dinner is quite formal. Yeah. Yeah. A buffet, move around. You know what I'd actually like? I'd like to be, you know, when you watch TV shows and they're at a a gallery opening and they're just milling around and they're looking at art. So they've something to talk about. So you can go, what do you think of this one? Oh, I like, or or like mom, what's this all about? I could do that now. (laughs) I mean, this, this, you could do that. My five-year-old could do that. Like, Something something to talk about that isn't just like, how are you finding the new system? You know what I mean? What about and a games thing, night? And finger food and drink? No. No, like, no, no, I mean a games night like Scrabble. What about no, no, like, a, I, know, sorry, a I, I, I understand oh. what you mean, Beatrice. I'm oh. saying no. Absolutely Art? not. Why? I just don't like anything where there's a risk that I might be exposed as the terrible loser that I am. And I'm going <laughs> to lose at Scrabble and then get in an absolute huff and everybody will see me getting in a huff. What about a table quiz slash trivia where, as it's known in America? Yeah, maybe. Okay, here's one for you. Name the film starring Gwyneth Paltrow, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, I know this. Oh, fuck. That's the only Robin Williams. I have. I have hundreds I of them. I was going to say Robin Williams because it was too easy. I was going to say oh, Jesus. Gwyneth Paltrow, Dustin Hoffman and Maggie Smith is what I was going to say. Hook. We, yeah. That's a good one for a table quiz. 
I have a full list of questions for a table because nine rounds that I inflicted upon my poor team one Christmas. Oh, yeah. No, that was during COVID. That was that Christmas. Was COVID. Yeah, that was COVID Christmas, as if it wasn't miserable enough. Here's <laughs> a quiz that never ends. If it was maybe too many rounds, I will give you that. Didn't uh, <laughs> didn't you make me and dad do uh, do one of the questions, like, like make one of the question rounds? Honestly, I waited weeks for dad unemployed retired stay at home covid dad unemployed he's retired okay Reti- what i mean is copious time on his hands retired Formerly employed poor dad covid dad i waited COVID dad. like it was during covid he couldn't go no, anywhere he couldn't no, do anything no. all i wanted was beatrice. seven questions beatrice sorry sorry you say that like Without COVID, dad would be gallivanting around the place. COVID made zero difference to dad's life, except that he maybe saw his friends slightly less often. But like... He sees his friends all the time. Yeah, but like what I mean is he still talked to them all the time. Like, I think like, like, you know, they had their meetings virtually and stuff. So yes, aside from seeing his friends. He actually loved it. He had more time. He loved reading books nonstop. Yeah, to read and to have no reason. You know what? I blame dad for our lack of, for your lack of sociability. I preferred when you said our. That was kinder. No, but then I was like, but then I was like, I I'm love going out. I'm very sociable. I'm a glass all of wine the time. in a room full of people and I'm happy as Larry. Well, now we're just getting bitchy. <laughs> I'm out all the time because I have four children who require being entertained, who I took out to Barnes and Noble yesterday. Did you? And I said, and I said, I will be purchasing nothing. Christmas <gasps> is in 14 days. Oh, we left Barnes and Noble with one of them screaming, holding on tight to an, a box of Elf on the shelf and the four year old crying his eyes out because I would not buy him a Lego, like crying so hard. I had plans to go and do further shopping. I bundled them into the car in a low burning rage and drove home. Let me guess. Was it Bo holding on to the Elf on the shelf? Of course Display. it was. Oh, poor Bo. Sorry, speaking of which, we totally forgot to move the elf yesterday, right? Last night, because we had the whole staying up all night with the baby. And the particular tragedy of this was that yesterday we were so lazy, we couldn't think of anything to do with the elf. We just popped her in one of the advent calendar slots upside down as if she was like digging around for something. So she's stuck there now for two days. So they're very worried about her. You need to. You need to look at Amy Huber. That's not her name. Amy Huberman. What's her her name? Amy Huberman. Say that again. Huberman. Okay, her. You need to look at her. Man. Okay, you need to look at her Instagram from last year. She had some good ones with the elf. I can come up with my own ideas. She had some good ones with like I I think yeah, I saw some good ones this week as well. Where like the the elf had done a poop somewhere. Where was that? Who was who's who's the elf had done a poop? Yeah, like the elf was sitting there with poops, surrounded by fake poops, chocolate poops, like surrounding him. Well, this year uh, there was not this year. A few days ago, I ate far too many chocolate roses that I honestly shouldn't have opened that early before Christmas. Anyway, I sat in the bed. I was reading my book. I was exhausted. And I ate about 15 of them. And then we decided to put them on the kitchen counter and put the elf in the middle of them. And the next morning, William comes running up to my room. <laughs> you are not going to be happy with Elfie. I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, what, what did she do? And he's like, oh, I can't tell you. Wait till you see what she did. You are going to be so annoyed. And then I had to go down and be like, my Irish chocolates. But I was glad they didn't know I'd eaten them, actually. <laughs> Such resounding success. I have never had this level of naivete in my house. 
I know Beatrice is the absolute ages. Oh, what did he say as well the other day? He goes, Oh my god, what's gonna happen if when Atlas is five, he touches Elfie? And we're like, When Atlas is five, William, you will be fourteen. So we'll have bigger problems if you're waiting. Why would why would uh, why would he need to wait till he's five? You could touch him now. I know, exactly, exactly. Well, because Alfie's Alfie's out of his reach now. Thank God. Yeah. But then um I was like, What I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, Well, if Atlas touches Alfie, he goes, We'll have to make a circle of cinnamon. He's obsessed with this fucking circle a of cinnamon. Circle of cinnamon. I love it. It's like some satanic thing. I love it. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. I was thinking, it's funny, I was thinking about like the innocence of kids and, you know, just how much joy they get out of the holidays and all this kind of stuff. And I was thinking about like 1980s movies were all very much about the delight of like, they were all very much based about the kids perspective. And that kind of disappeared. Like all these movies that I'm now forcing all my children to watch, like The Goonies and last night we watched Big, obviously a great one where like, you know, and then I want to watch uh, Adventures in Babysitting or A Night on the Town, as as it was called. Do you remember the one where they... No, I don't think I've baby, seen that. The babysitter, Elizabeth Shue, comes over and then they all... The, the girl disappears or like they all go out and get lost around the city for the... I think it's Christmas Eve. The parents are at a Christmas Eve party. Like, so it's interesting. Ki- movies are... Like, they're animated, but they're not so much about, like, the kids' experience so much anymore. No, they're often... Yeah, and, and they're often kind of with a tongue-in-cheek... That you're like oh I get that joke you know what I mean like for adults but the kids are so much more like in those movies the kids were so much messier and like less attractive and like you know what oh, I mean yeah. attractive attractive kids but like much less groomed whereas now sure, the kids listen, are your man the little homeless boy in Santa Claus the movie was positively dirty I mean as was Brenda Fricker in Home Alone God bless like oh your twin excuse me <laughs> I had I wish I'd been recording the movie for that <laughs> why would you say that the other day in the office somebody said Beatrice watching Home Alone thought of you with the uh, the homeless woman in the park scene and I'm I was like, Irish like, Beatrice that's what they said but I feel like there was a, a lower dig in there well you're looking a bit pale today you're looking a bit wild I know I know I know and I have this big thing on and like the a big brown cardigan on my shoulder yeah mm, I know yeah and, and and with the earphones it looks like you're wearing earmuffs I know and I'm dead kind as well <laughs> And eternally patient. <laughs> so hang on, did you really buy them nothing in Barnes and Noble? Absolutely. Well, I I sneaked in one book for a Christmas present. And now here's where it gets incredibly enraging. When I went into the supermarket afterwards, I ran oh, in half I price, to get two things. No. What? No, no. I ran no, I ran into the supermarket and I took two of the kids. Two of them stayed in the car, the two older ones, because they were when I came back out. One of them had rooted around in the bag and was reading the fucking Christmas present. I hope you returned it. Don't let him have that book now. It wasn't for him. That's the worst part. He goes, I know it wasn't for me, mom. So I thought it was fine that I read it. I'm like, no, you didn't. You tiny lump of mania. They're actually so annoying. No, I love them, but they're so annoying. Yesterday was... Just truly a nightmare day. It sounds very trying. But today is going to be great. So tell me You're now. You're going so to organize no some fun for them now. So no karaoke, no touching, no force touching no, no. The body parts. No, no, no. I said karaoke. Karaoke is, see, I think karaoke is fine because I'm an excellent singer. And I want to sing the karaoke all night long and I want to hog the mic. But that is why I think karaoke is not a good thing for groups because there's always going to be people who are like, fuck this one. 
she's now sung three Madonna yes. songs in a row. Okay. I think you made that point. Therefore, no karaoke. Noted Fine. that Rosemary would like to go to karaoke okay. by herself. Okay. Yeah. No karaoke, no sports day. No inadvertent or actually deliberate touching of body parts to body parts. No Absolutely forced not. body part contact. No. Bowling, acceptable, except for me who's scared of any sports and moving my body. Trivia, acceptable. Archery would be fine. Games night, an excellent idea. Archery, no way. You'd never get insurance coverage for that. Gallery opening, seems a bit pretentious, but I hear you. Um, What about, what about, what about if you went to like some kind of, you rented out a place and like made it up like, like a pub. What if you just went to a pub and you could play pool and you could play darts and chat? Yeah, actually, some of the people here went, um, some of the people I work with went very fashionably axe throwing last year and loved it for their Christmas party. Sounds a bit sporty to me. Oh, no, it isn't. It looks gas, actually. The other thing we shouldn't forget is, of course, giving back, volunteering. So we've done that a lot as well, where we've gone and we have, no, seriously, where we've gone and we've painted rooms in women's shelters or in the YWCA. We've made reeds and and then donated them to decorate the women's shelter. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, we made blankets that I actually am not sure were the nicest things we ever made and donated them. I'm sure they were lovely. We also did a thing where we brought in gifts. Everybody donated a gift and then we packed them and packed them and brought them around to a different women and children's centre. So, I mean, I think that that's very, you know, the act of making the reeds together and making the blankets together and then donating them is is very well, nice. I was like actually about to say a nice work activity. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but a nice work activity would be just all to get together and wrap your gifts. I hate wrapping my presents. I like doing it with other people. Then you can share your skills. You could do the ribbons for everybody. You're very good at ribbons. Thanks. You can bring your gifts over here and I'll wrap them with you. No, I've already wrapped them. Oh, very organized. Very unhappily the other night when I was in a rage. Oh, that sounds lovely. I'd like to do it, except unfortunately, now I have to lock the door and do it. Do you even have any functioning locks in your house? We have one. Actually, I don't. I think Don took it off the door. Oh. Um... I think that's, that is a nice one, though. The act of making reeds was very nice. And we drank hot chocolate and made reeds and went from table to table with our hot glue gun. I burnt myself multiple times. But the end result was lovely. <laughs> that is cute. That is nice. Actually, I must send you, I saw a recipe for slow cooker mulled wine that I must send you because of, at Christmas, it's handy to have mulled wine that you don't have to use the stove for. You know what I mean? I used to love mulled wine, but I feel like it got very sickening. Like very sweet and gloopy. Oh, you know, yeah. I used to drink it like crazy. Maybe I'm putting too much sugar in it now. I'm making our Christmas puddings today, potentially. Puddings, plural. Yeah, of course. Oh, thanks. I bought all the ingredients. I'm like a month too late for that. I've got a, I've got a lot of plans for today. I was trying to make photo albums for Christmas. I have to scan in some things for Christmas presents. I'm gonna make a pudding. I'm going to empty out my wardrobe. I'm going to make some reeds for the house. Uh, we're also going to a Norman Rockwell exhibition. And it's 12.21, so it sounds unlikely that we should achieve all of those things. I'll probably have a glass of wine after the Norman Rockwell exhibition. That's probably going to be the extent of my achievements today. Well, you better go and get that all started. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Not Without My Sister. You can get us on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. You can email us, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at notwithoutmysister. And we are always here to receive your compliments and comments, I suppose, and five-star reviews. Bye! Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. 
Oh God! Back in! Back in, quick! Her.ie says Petrified captures listeners' attention from the get-go. It won't open. Reeling them in for a deeply unsettling ride before delivering on some serious scares. When you call the dead back, they are angry and they are lost and they are hungry. Petrified, the award-winning horror drama returns with a cast including Cecil Baldwin and Larry Fessenden. Is that Robert? I smelled death. The stench of rot. Petrified, an all-new season of tales from a darker Ireland begins January 11th wherever you listen to podcasts. What am I doing? Just... Let's end this. 